Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Welcome to episode 6 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your host. I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I'm Team Serena. And I'm Doug, also known as Doug Watchin, and I'm Team Tracy? Okay, I like that. I don't know what you're going for. I don't know if you're just going with companions or what. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. Man Bun Tracy! Alright, there we go. I work. (laughs) Um, to listen to this show, you can find us on fourrideradio.com, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, get on that, uh, RJ, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, and Player FM. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. With us today, we have a special guest, uh, Joshua from Twitter, also known as Kentucky Jam, all caps, Jam. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you guys for having me so much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. I am Team uh, Mallow. Ah, there you go. Okay. A newer companion. Have you, uh, have you, I, I, we could probably get into this at some point, but have you watched any of the new stuff, Josh? I was, uh, Kyle asked me about this. I've, so so you guys kind of encouraged me. I'd, I'd heard that X and Y was, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys kind of talking about it made me dig in. So I'm about 10 episodes deep into that. Okay. Um, but I did, I did kind of check out the first few minutes of the, the Sun and Moon, uh, the, the premiere episode. And, <laughs> and so Mallow's kind of been recently in my mind. I thought she was kind of cute uh, <laughs> in the game. So uh, it, it seems I, I, I like the animation, actually, except for the the lines underneath Ash's eyes I do not get that that's very the distracting for me enormous lines yeah Ash's eyes yeah. I never really noticed them until Sun and Moon and I was like oh I guess he kind of has always had those and I just <laughs> never paid attention well there are plenty yeah, of very... companions uh, to choose from in Sun and Moon because they hit you with like six of them all at once <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, how far are you in the uh, new Sun and Moon series Doug me, um, I am just up to what we can talk about, pretty much. So, um, okay. in our last episode, we talked through, or up until, I guess, mm-hmm. the end of the first island, um, and I am through the second and third. So, I am through Ula okay. uh, uh, My bad. I meant to ask. I meant to say, how far are you in the anime? Oh, I haven't watched <laughs> any more since uh, since we talked about it. Okay. Because I watched the second episode after we had actually recorded, yeah, and it 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 got better. It gets better, and <laughs> like it was already good, but it, like it gets better. So I was like, okay, cool, good. That's encouraging. Yes, I got I got about ten minutes into that first episode, and and, and I liked the I liked the call out to Ash's Tauros. I thought that was a funny little uh uh-huh. uh throwback reference. Um, to me, what what bothered me a little bit about it was for the XY, it seems like it's kind of a more mature, uh, and it's still got that kitty vibe to it, but it's still mm-hmm. kind of a more mature writing. Uh, mm-hmm. This 
you know, again, just the first 10 minutes there seemed uh, kind of going back to that more anime um, kind of wackiness. Yeah. And I, that kind of turns me off. Uh, so we'll see. I, I, it's good to hear that it gets better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. uh, once you get to the part of X and Y season, when it gets to X, Y, Z, that's when it really gets like a more mature feel to it. And that that's like he gets his last badge in that season. He goes to the league and then like the whole goes down with Team Flair, which is what I'm on right now. And it is absolutely amazing. It's like a multi-arc thing going on. And they've brought in like everyone. And it's amazing. It took us six episodes to need to bleep something. Ah, <laughs> oh, <that's> so good. <laughs> we were doing so well. That, that was my um, that was my biggest concern about coming on the show is like as I can just drop f bombs like it's you know, <laughs> like I'm drinking water so I'm like <laughs> glad I wasn't the first. I actually I don't know I don't know if if we actually had to bleep anything before then. No, um, only when I was when we were teasing the uh, contest I bleeped that. Oh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> right. I just wrote down like six minutes in a swear. So hopefully I know where to find this. I don't even know which one I used. I won't repeat it. Okay. Uh, it rhymed with Surskit. It did rhyme with yeah, Surskit. Okay. Okay. See, I, nice. That's well done. That's well done. See, my other podcast, Longbox Cast, uh, it's free range, and we just say whatever we want. So mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to keep this one more PG, because like, if kids want to come on and listen to the show, and, and you know, it's like, hey, uh, go listen to a podcast or whatever. I doubt any parents ever said that to a kid. <laughs> but if kids are searching for a Pokemon podcast and they come across ours, I want it to be clean. So this way the parents are like, ooh, well, let me check this out first. And what, what, what did he just say in the South Park Kyle's mom style? <laughs> okay. We're good. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, so anime. It's really good in uh, XYZ season, and Sun Moon definitely got better by the second episode. I cannot wait for episode three, because I believe that's uh, the episode when Team Rocket shows up. Mm, gotcha. Should we just jump right into the anime portion of the news? Yeah, we can do that. Um, I do know you wanted to mention one thing from the first episode we forgot to mention, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the first episode of Sun and Moon... I watched it. I watched the English dub, and I don't remember. Did you? Did you watch it in English or did you watch it in Japanese? I watched it in English. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything with okay. Japanese because the voices will just throw me off. Sure, I couldn't remember because somebody had told me they had watched it in Japanese. I couldn't remember if it was you or for somebody else. But in the very first episode of Sun and Moon, there is an absolutely terrifying moment with a beware, um, which was that big pink a bear mm-hmm. that's like eight feet tall and a fairy type. And it is horrifying. It is it terrifying. Is. Ash like runs into one of these things in the forest and it's like, Oh, that thing's kind of cute. Um, and then it just starts screeching. It just starts like screaming at the top of its lungs and smashing trees and like rampaging. And it mm-hmm. like, I was really surprised. And throughout <laughs> the entire thing, oh my he has a smile on his face. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrifying. Yes, that that moment in the episode is actually the last thing I got to to, to see um, from, 
and and you're <laughs> and right. And it's sort of an in, unintentional horror in a in some ways. Like it's just the just the the jolly you know carefree attitude that that, that the beware is showing as it's <laughs> chopping up the forest. Right. I, people when they revealed that uh, that design, people were like, "Oh, it's so creepy." And I was like, "No, it's not. It's super cute. Look at it. It's like an it's a huge it's a huge hug." Um, and no, I get it. I get it now. It's it's horrifying. I never want to see one ever again. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what other anime news do we have? Oh, uh, Pokemon Generations, which has been absolutely amazing. Episode sixteen, finally in the Kalos region. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Are you, you guys... caught up? Yes, I'm caught up. Okay, I'm not. Oh, okay, I, I'm like. On number three is the last one I got to see. Oh, Josh! <laughs> I loved it though. I mean, it, it's more just a, just a, just getting you know lost track of it because mm-hmm. I think those those shorts are, and I kind of call back to what you guys want. I want to see more like the sequels to those shorts. Yeah, you know, and build on those. I think that could be its own series on like, you know like a Netflix or something. Like, give us a Pokemon series based all around Looker. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be really awesome because it would be a different. It'd be a different direction too. It'd be a more mature version of the Pokemon world that we're not used to because this would be the International Police. So you'd be dealing with that like you throughout the whole thing. You'd see Looker going through all the different things, and you'd be like, "Oh, I remember this from the game and whatnot." And like they'll put in like fillers for stuff that you never saw. You're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, I promised on the last episode I wouldn't go into another ten minute rant about the anime, but it would be cool to have you know thirteen episode arcs or something where they were like, "All right, here's a, a new thirteen episode story," or "Here's another thirteen episode story." That'd be pretty cool. An anthology series. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Japan's already up to episode six. Oh, Son of yeah. the Anime? Wow. Yeah, Lucky so they, uh, they've announced, I think, all the way through maybe the, the first nine episodes or something. I think they've actually hit six of them. And I'm guessing, I guess they must premiere on Fridays in Japan because I was okay. trying to, to line things up. Um, mm. And I guess their newest episode comes out this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty deep into it, um, which, is, which is interesting. Uh, let's see, I did not watch the first two episodes of Sun and Moon on Disney XD, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't have Disney XD, but uh, we actually, my wife and I, we actually did watch the uh, movie. Yeah, how was online. it? Uh, I can say how I watched it, because... It, <laughs> you bought it! Yeah! Yes, I, I bought it somewhere. <laughs> but it was a really decent movie, uh, Volcanion and the Mechanical Marvel or something. <laughs> we still don't know the name of it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, but it, it was a good movie. Um, I kind of like the Hoopa movie better, because that had like all the legendaries in it. Oh, yeah? Hoopa's but, cool. I don't know enough about yeah. Hoopa, but Hoopa looks super awesome. Looks super awesome. Yeah, I love that design. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So cool. I'll have to watch that movie. I haven't watched. Uh, I haven't watched many of the movies actually. There was one that I watched recently, and I don't even remember which one it was. But I think, I think, uh, oof, Deox, whatever the Deox, Destiny Deoxys or something, might have been the last one 
that I watched. And I think even then I probably missed some leading up to that. So that'll probably be something that I do uh, mm-hmm. some random week where I feel inspired. I'm just going to be like, let's watch them all. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll, nice. maybe, maybe we'll have a whole episode of uh, Doug just watched every <laughs> Pokemon movie ever. We could always, <laughs> and, uh, and if Eric Berry's listening to this, we could always steal one of his ideas from Ranger Command Power Hour and do like a whole, uh, just like an episode dedicated to like critiquing or whatever, just commentary. Like a mystery science theater kind of thing. (laughs) Do like a whole commentary on like, watch it and just, yeah. Yeah. Do like the first one and just go throughout. Have a couple sodas and watch a Pokemon movie, you know? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad to hear that it was good. Was that, uh, that was Volcanion and... Was it, uh, I don't know how to say that Pokemon's name, but was it that... Uh, Magirna? Ma- yeah, Magirna, Magirna. Ma- Magirna, yes. That thing? Something. Fifi, Magirna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about that. That's the, uh, that's the mythical Pokemon of the month, isn't it? Isn't that what yeah, you got? Well, no, right that's uh, Meloetta. Meloetta is the mo- of the month? Okay. Yes. Uh, this one is the uh, mythical Pokemon for Sun and Moon. Gotcha. So all you have to do, and you can even get this, Doug, without Wi-Fi or anything. What? Yes. After you've become champion. Okay. Uh, go to, like, Pokemon.com slash Magirna or whatever it's spelled. Uh, just go to Pokemon.com. I'm sure they'll have a link somewhere on the homepage. Uh-huh. But go there. They'll have a QR code. Scan it with your Game Boy. And then it'll add it to your Pokedex as being seen. And then if you go to a certain Pokemon Center... I can't remember which island, but if you go to a certain Pokemon Center on one of the islands, uh, a guy will actually give you that Pokemon. Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. <laughs> if you've never listened to the show before, I can't get online ever, so I don't get to get all these cool things, and this is the best news ever. <laughs> nice. I could have a cool thing, just like everyone else. Yeah. Although that means I'm going to have to actually finish the game, which I have yet not done. Oh, you guys are slacking. <laughs> I'm over yeah, here just to... like, I'm the champion, and you got, I'm just like waiting for people. So lonely over here. I went to scan the, the QR code and, and got the message, you have to be a champion to scan this. I was like, oh. Aww. <laughs> We're not good enough, Josh. <laughs> Clearly. I think that was pretty much, uh, pretty much all the anime m- news, though. There hasn't been a whole yes. lot. I haven't really kept up, so... Yeah. Um, off to, off to watch I will more. say, uh, it's kind of a little bit of anime, a little bit of gaming, but because of the Pokemon Generations from the Black and White series, uh-huh. it kind of actually motivated me to actually start playing my white version again. Yes. So, like, the past week, I've just been playing. I just actually beat the 8th gym, and I'm getting ready to go, uh, go to the Pokemon League, but it, I still don't like any of the starters. What? Oh gosh! You, uh. I I can't stand any of the starters. I just so, can't stand you right now because that's the worst. <laughs> they're so good. Well, they're not all good, but no. Ah. Tepig's, well, I will say this: I do like Duwat Oshawott's second form. Uh huh. But I cannot stand Samurott. Yeah, no, that, I don't like that design at all. That's I. That's yeah. it. Bad. Looks more like a Digimon to me. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you were about to say about Tepig, but I'm certain it was that Tepig line is great and perfect <laughs> and best ever. 
And uh, Doug was right. I'm, I'm, I know that's exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, you know what? In post-production, I'm going to leave a little note right here saying how I really feel about Tepic so you don't have to hear me. No! <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. It's just straight uh, straight to my Tepic-loving heart. Oh, I might have I love me some snobby. Too. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually start with Snivy because yeah, is my least hated out of all three. <laughs> So harsh. Once I got a decent, once I found a rock and roller, I was like, "All right, bye, Snivy. I'm keeping rock and roller." <laughs> Dang. So <laughs> my team right now, I only have five Pokemon on my team. I'm saving the six spot for Zekrom, mm-hmm. legendary. But I have the final evolution of rock and roller. I got the uh, what's the blue frog thing. I can't remember its name at the moment. <laughs> Which blue frog? Brokey? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. From black and white, it's uh, Temple, then it's... Uh... Oh, uh, Seismitoad? Is that what it is? Yes, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the last one is. That might be the last yeah. one. Yeah, Seismitoad's the final. Um, so I have that on my team, along with the final to Rog and Rolla. Wait, I have a picture of it. I don't know why I'm trying to do <laughs> guesswork. Why make life harder? Let's see. Just recently sent it to a friend of mine. Here we go. Okay. So, the final evolution to Rock and Rolla is Gigalith. Then there's Seismitoad. Mm-hmm. And then I got Escavalier. Nice. Because I've always wanted to use Escavalier, but I just never really had someone to trade with to get the final to it. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, his speed stat is slow. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating. But he's got a decent defense and attack, so, I mean, it makes up for it. So we um, can talk more about this when we talk about uh, Sun and Moon, but mm-hmm. I just recently like pull, like found a, a nature nature's guide or whatever mm-hmm. so that I can pay more attention to that when I'm breeding. Um, I've never and, done that. Uh, oh, I haven't done it recently, but because you were talking about speed, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm so tempted to just be like, I only want... Pokemon that are fast because it is like <laughs> the most frustrating thing ever when you're like, oh, you're so strong, but you can't attack first ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is why I like Cavalier's defense because he can at least withhold a um, big attack, unless it's a fire type attack, and then I'm screwed. <laughs> but and then I got Lily Gant. Uh, I never used her before, and I really like her. She's really cool. And I finally, I what was the last one? I don't know. Gotcha. I I kind of just caught it, and I was like, yeah, I'll get rid of it later. And I kind of just <laughs> it just stayed in my party the entire time, and now it's like level forty, and it's a huge <laughs> tank in my team. There's always one of those. Well, maybe not, but for me there is because I always forget about something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my team in uh, white. And then once I beat that, I'm probably going to move over to White 2 just because I got to do the whole story mode between yeah. the two. I, uh, for Christmas, I asked for a used Game Boy Advance because I don't have one anymore. Mm-hmm. If I end up getting one, well, even if I don't get one for Christmas, I'll probably go out and buy one. But I really want to just start from the very beginning. Like once I finish Sun and Moon, I, I'm tempted to just like 
throw a, a red or blue cartridge in there. Although I probably won't actually do red and blue because I have it well, on my, my DS. Here's the thing. But just like start um, from the beginning and just, just I don't know, big epic. I know it makes mm-hmm. no sense, but I just kind of want to do it. Well, here's the thing. Red and blue, the original games, they don't... Uh, the Game Boy uh, and Game Boy Color cartridges do not work in a Nintendo DS. Right, but they will work in an Advance. Yes, Advance. So I'll be able to play basically everything through Game Boy Advance generations on that, and then everything after. Mm-hmm. I only really need two, pretty much two consoles to do it, which is nice. Or what you could do is just skip the beginning ones and then have Fire Red Leaf Green. Start with that. Then go to Ruby True. Sapphire or Emerald. Yeah, and then go just to like a, like a, like a desire to do the whole thing like like historically again. Oh, okay, yeah. For no reason, like I would, I probably would play like Fire Red mm-hmm. and Leaf Green in chronological order. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I have a lot of ideas, yeah. and I don't end up finishing most of them. So <laughs> you can at least transfer your Pokemon from Ruby and Sapphire. All the way up to Sun and Moon, right? It's what? it's just that might have the red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, and crystal Pokemon cannot be transferred past that. True, unfortunately. So who knows? We'll see. Yes, I might do it anyway. Yeah, I'm All a right. single player. Um, we got a little. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, so we got a little bit of a uh, Pokemon Go news. Um, we got new tracking. Live everywhere in the U.S. Maybe I couldn't figure out exactly how extensive it was. I've been, I think it's still in the beta process because, like, I have it and I'm just kind of like, this is not working out because, like, it'll say what's near the Pokestops, which is great, but there's no Pokestops near me within like a close distance. Right. And yeah. then it'll also say like what's by me. But then, like, none of it shows up, or, like, a different Pokemon will show up. It'll be like, oh, on, like, the nearby list, it'll have, like, a bunch of Pidgeys and Rattas, and, like, literally right next to me is a Paris. And I'm like, well, you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been, uh, I think it's worked really well in my area. I'm kind of, you know, in a place with a lot, around a lot of Pokesaws. But I noticed when I was in Athens, Ohio this weekend, um, Pokestops around at all, um, at least in the area I was in, and and it was just showing grass and say these Pokemon are in the wild, and so I would fire up the app and just six things would show up, and then that'd be it. So I'm not sure what the what was going on in that in that place. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully once they roll out the sort of seamless version of the tracker they're working on now, they'll figure out a way to balance things out for areas that don't have as many Pokestops, because I can't imagine that they're going to they're gonna release this, fine-tune it, and then just leave it alone. I can't imagine they wouldn't, wouldn't continue to, to try to balance things out and whatnot. Plus, I know that they do, they do want to balance out uh, areas that don't have many Pokestops versus areas that do have a bunch of Pokestops. They just have so many things they're working on right now, right? Like, we, they've, they started doing promotions and events, they're working on getting this tracker thing going. They just announced, um, you know, these partnerships with Sprint and Starbucks um, mm-hmm. that we can talk about. Um, and yeah. then they also have announcements on the way. So I don't know if it's just that they have too many things they're working on at the moment or what, but hopefully they'll, they'll eventually balance that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like you said, uh, Sprint and Starbucks partnerships with uh, Pokemon Go. And I I actually heard this... Uh, I first seen this at, in a news article, but I actually also heard it on my radio station. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, Pokemon Go is still a thing? It's only been six months, people! <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, they're always... And they're like, oh, you know, it's, they're a little six months late on this whole partnership thing. Uh, and I'm like... No, they are right on time. Starting exactly. to snow, people don't want to go outside. Mm-hmm. What better way to get people to keep playing than to have them play when they're getting their coffee or when mm-hmm. in the strip mall or whatever. Is... Or getting a new phone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The strip mall is sort of interesting. The Starbucks one is makes perfect sense. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a great idea. People mm-hmm. sit and at a coffee got... shop. Yeah, they even got a new drink for Pokemon Go. Yeah, I. Uh, th- have so, you, has anyone tried it? No, I, have not. I, I haven't because uh, we don't have a Sprint store near us, and I, I'm not a Sprint customer, so I don't plan on going to a Sprint store anytime soon. But we have three Starbucks within like four blocks of where I live, and I was like, surely one of these locations is going to become a Pokestop. I didn't expect a gym because like our downtown area has a gym smack dab in the middle of it, um, but surely one of them is going to be a Pokestop. And I went to the one closest to me, and it is not a Pokestop. So, hmm. of those 7,800 locations in the United States, I don't think any of them are near me. Not that we need more Pokestops near me, but uh, I just wanted that Frappuccino, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've got, uh, there, there's one I noticed uh, uh, coming into town. There are two that I pass, and, and one, um, one has been turned into a Pokestop. I wasn't able to check the other one. So uh, I may I may go see if they have the drink on when I go out tomorrow. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, apparently, all I think it's all Sprint stores are being converted into something, but not all Starbucks. So I wonder how they decided that. I wonder if it was up to the Starbucks mm-hmm. or if it was up to, you know, Niantic to pick what made the most sense. You know, possibly. So I don't know. Well, I'll find one of them, but just not the one I can walk to. I guess. <laughs> Um, I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised that these are the first two that we're getting because I feel like early on in Pokemon Go's life, somebody found coding for McDonald's. Um, and so I'm surprised that that wasn't one of the early announcements, but that could also have been a rumor that maybe isn't true. So who knows? Um, and this is going to go a little off topic, but it's still in the same wheelhouse here. I remember a while back, um, someone found listing. This is for Power Rangers. Someone found Ranger keys for Seven Eleven, but that never actually happened. Gotcha. So maybe they so, build this stuff in early on, and and if it mm-hmm. doesn't pan out, the the garbage data might still be there. Yeah. See, to me though, McDonald's made when that came out, that made a lot of sense just based on you know prior toy deals that have happened mm-hmm. with with the restaurant, and obviously just being so pervasive. I mean, to me, that's a way almost to address the rural problem a little bit because. I'm I'm from like one of the most rural areas you could possibly be from in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and there's still a McDonald's. We have a McDonald's, <laughs> right? So, yeah. where is there not a McDonald's? Yeah, that one that would yeah. be a perfect partnership. And who knows? It could still be on the way. I don't know. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't look too much into into the the data stuff, but every once in a while it pops up. So yeah, who knows? Um, tomorrow, uh, as we are recording this on the 11th, tomorrow the 12th. Uh, there will be a big announcement for Pokemon Go. Ah! <laughs> I'm so excited. And if it is not what I want it to be, I'm going to be devastated. 
is it what you want, uh, number two? Uh, okay. So, oh gosh. So I the <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so excited. <laughs> I want it to be Gen two Pokemon. Yes. And it should be that because one people have found data for it, right? Yes. And two, the Pokemon Twitter account, not the Pokemon Go or Niantics, but the Pokemon Twitter account tweeted, more Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go, stay tuned for more info. Mm-hmm. What's weird about it is that the Pokemon Go account and the Niantic account and the website have said nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, but tomorrow, which I guess when people are listening to this will be two days ago, um, there will be slash will have been... <laughs> Yeah, uh, an announcement, and it better be Johto. And if it's, if it's not, <laughs> I'm gonna be so sad. I will accept these alterations being uh, the legendary birds. That'd be cool. Or more customization, because I know someone had actually mm-hmm. found um, that there's going to be bigger customizations coming very soon. Like Which you can change your eye color and your hair. Oh, wow. A whole bunch more. I do wonder if it's just going to be the legendary stuff, right? Because all, all their thing says is more Pokemon coming, and there is room for some Generation 1 Pokemon still to be announced. Mm-hmm. So, I think even you can interpret more Pokemon as, oh, we're just going to shake up the sprouts. Here's the shiny Pokemon for all the one... 41 or 142 that are available. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, they, that was another thing saying that the shinies are coming. Yeah. Uh, I just want I just want Gen 2. I, I want Gen 2 as well, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I need Chikorita and Heracross in my life. So. Yes. Right? I shouldn't get excited. I really shouldn't get excited. But I am! <laughs> no, you should be excited, Doug. Get excited. Uh, tweet, uh, this is this. Uh, it's so cruel that we don't know what it is, even mm-hmm. though people who will listen to this will have known what it is. <laughs> so everybody exactly. everybody like, who can hear me getting excited, if it's not Gen 2, all of you can just laugh at me for a long time and be like, oh, what a doofus. He thought it was going to be Johto. Or just feel bad for him. Yeah, just just cry with me, you know? Yes, <laughs> send happy tweets. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, now, I'm curious, though. How many people are going to stop playing Pokemon Go because they released Gen 2? Because, um, you know, there's a few people who are like, oh, I, I don't want uh, more Pokemon. I want just the 151 original and leave it at that. I don't know. I mean, I play... The, the group that I play with is is very, very... Uh, like, casual about how they play, right? Like, they turn it on when they go for walks and stuff like that, and they don't remember most of the names. That they, well, I shouldn't say that. They remember them now. But when they started playing, they were learning mm-hmm. the 150 as they were playing, aside from some really, really popular ones or ones that they remembered from when they were kids. So right. most of them, um, and, I, you know, this is a tiny sample size, but most of them are excited at the prospect of seeing new stuff in the area. So hopefully, hopefully mm-hmm. that's representative of a lot of people. We'll okay. see, though. I hope that, okay. you know, 20-somethings and aboves aren't so stubborn and bullheaded that they're, you know, casting mm-hmm. Pokemon Go aside because only the first 150 matter. <laughs> I think that's a terrific point, Doug, just because, if nothing else, I think... 
a lot of people who probably haven't who either deleted the app already from their phone or haven't opened it and you know since the first week or two of release that's probably where a lot of the people who were first you know just cared about the first 151 that's probably weeded out a bunch of them yeah 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 so i'm i'm hopeful i mean i mean i'm also i'm personally excited but i'm hopeful for for everybody else plus since I know what they are, I've been like psyching my my friends up. You know, mm-hmm. I've been saying like, "Trust me, there are like super adorable ones and really cool ones." And I've been strategically picking the ones to show them that I'm like, "You're going to be able to find a ladybug, and you're going to be able to find a a sunflower, and like all these other you know." And yeah, 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 a teddy bear, <laughs> like all these little things that I think will appeal to them. So I've been trying to get them excited for it. So uh, I think it's working. Well, I think looking down the line, too, I mean, when we get to, you know, assuming that, that this thing stays reasonably profitable, and right now I don't think there's any reason to think that it won't, right. that when you get down to, like, the black and white generation, because for me that's where I kind of get hazy, start getting hazy about, you know, what's what. Like, you brought up the blue toe, and I had to look up what size my toe I didn't remember. <laughs> I, remember I have no idea what that is. Uh, and I played that game. Uh, yeah. So... It's. I think that when you start getting to there, it's just it's a way to keep marketing these these characters, you know, mm-hmm. for whether it's for new people or for people who love the franchise. But when you get to just the number of characters we have, you're just going to forget some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a it's it's a great tool for if nothing else for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The future of Pokemon Go. I wonder what'll happen. Like it, it'll be interesting to see when it hits one yeah. year, right? Like how much will they have accomplished after one year? So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. But until then, just give us better tracking. Hopefully by then uh, we'll be hearing rumors about Hoenn Pokemon coming out. <laughs> Woo! That'd be fun. Uh, if I don't see uh, just, and I'm gonna bleep this part out here as well. But if I don't see a <laughs> ton of Wingles <laughs> where I'm at, because like I said, I'm from Virginia Beach, and there's a ton of seagulls. If I don't see so many wingles, I get sick and tired of them. <laughs> I'm gonna write a letter to Niantic, being like, "You guys failed. You did this all wrong." <laughs> Speaking of wingle, I am so I kind of regret that I didn't train one from the start of Sun and Moon because I loved like Pelipper was something I used back in in Ruby Sapphire, mm-hmm. and it it kind of sucked. <laughs> like, but I liked it. But it's a pretty dang good Pokemon now, like with with the with the drizzle and and, and every it, just the way that it it's kind of stats line up. Uh, it's it's kind of somewhat you know worth using now. Nice. I used it a lot in uh, Ruby Sapphire. It, it was my I think I think it was my primary water and flying Pokemon. Uh, whether that was a good choice or a bad choice, I think that was the case. Yeah. Well, in that game, it was a great uh, HM slave. Yeah, <laughs> that that yeah. too. It's probably why I kept it around for so long. Yeah, it's true. What a great segue into Sun and Moon, though, Josh. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until I brought up HM slaves and the 10 year olds listening to this, like, what's that? What's HM? What does that mean? <laughs> what's an HM? Yeah. There's one character that I've run into. <laughs> Who mentions HM? She's from, mm-hmm. uh, I think she's from the Kanto region, and and she says yeah. like, uh, "Oh, back where we're from, these are hard to find." So, <laughs> and then she gives you the TM for fly. Yeah, yep, that's exactly yeah. the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So in, the, in our last episode, we only got to the first island, right? So we only talked about the yeah. first island. That's as far as we got. 
And I think mm-hmm. we have notes for the for the second and the third, so we could we could go that far um, if we if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, we'll see how far we get. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should start by saying though, um, or asking, I suppose, like Josh, since you know you're on here for the first time. What I mean, was there anything to add about the first island, or what were your first impressions, or what? How did it hit you when you started playing it? Well, it, it's it's very much. Uh, I mean, when you hear so much about it being different from the prior generations, and and you and you, you think in your head, okay, but it's still going to be Pokemon. Like it's mm-hmm. still there's still beats. It's going to hit. There aren't as many of those beats as you think. Like you start thinking <laughs> about all the stuff that you've gotten used to for the last fifteen years or whatever. And and it's a lot of freshness, like, and it's really, it's really nice. Um, I love the, you know, just I, I just love the progression of how the trials work. Um, this the spontaneity of it is, is 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 interesting because you know, like on the first island, you only have really that one trial, and then the the, the grand trial, and mm-hmm. then you jump to the second island, and you've got more. Like it's it just, so it's like it's fun. You know, not being spoiled. Like I've kept myself from being spoiled about you know how the, the progression of the game goes. So yeah. you get, you know, maybe there's two trials in this island. Maybe there's four. You know, maybe <laughs> there's just one. So it's that that part of it's been really fun to just kind of. It is definitely a different experience, but it's still you know there it is still Pokemon. Like you still there's things about it you you know, recognize, but it's also a really fresh adventure. Yeah, it's it's still um, it's still linear, right? Like you have to follow the path that they they're laying out for the story, but it feels more organic. They've taken they've taken what they've done for so long in making a linear story and still making it feel like well, I can still explore if I want to, you know. Like I know I have to get to this point, but if I really want to look around and if I really want to go here or there, I can do that. Even though you know you still have to follow the path, so I, I like it a lot. Also, I forgot to mention this, but. As we're talking, I did end up getting the uh, the guide, so I have this nice. with me. Nice. If we uh, are forgetting stuff, I can just uh, reference my lovely. Well. Yeah, uh, I didn't get the fancy version like you did, though. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is it's, beautiful. Uh, I don't know that it's, it's very pretty. I don't know that it's worth it. It didn't come with a whole lot that was different. Um, it came with like these uh, lithographs or whatever which are fine. Oh, cool. Um, and then it says it has, like, an extra art section, but most of the art section is just the same stuff that's... Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, it looks nice. It looks nice. Um, anyway, so we left off uh, at the end of the first island, so I guess we can just pick up at the beginning of the second island. Um, so we've got the Akala Island, which is the second island, and it starts off really... Um, the moment you get off the ferry... You meet um, is it Cena, Cena, and Dexio, um, who give you the Zygarde cube, which yep. is one of the things that I mentioned is distracting the crap out of me because every time I see one of those little glimmers, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh crap! Did I check the last route for all the little <laughs> glimmers? I got to go back and see if there's any glimmers, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's been a nice little little addition and, and distraction, but. I love how they put those two in there because those are the professor's assistant from X and Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a so, really cool uh, addition. Exactly. So seeing these guys, I was like, oh, 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 this is awesome. <laughs> it's like when we saw the trailers and we saw that Cynthia and Wally and then Red and Blue were coming, I was like, okay, cool. Um, that kind of just covers your first gen, your third gen, and your fourth gen. Nothing from second gen yet, but... And then when I saw this, I was like, oh, sweet, so this covers X and Y, and there's another character... Uh, that we actually meet on the second island that's from black and white. Mm-hmm. 
or yeah, black so kid, they, white kid. Yeah, so they throw in these cool little little things along the way, which is like really neat because they definitely don't have to do that stuff, and they decided to incorporate it anyway, which is, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I guess with Zygarde they kind of had to because they never really resolved that, but yeah, um, they could have done it any number of ways, and this is a cool way to do it. So I like that. I don't know that I have a whole lot to say about the two of them, but it's cool that they did that. And I actually just uh, just um, like uh, assembled, I think is what they call it. I just assembled uh, Zygarde, so I have ten percent uh, form. Yeah, I have ten percent form. He's just chilling in my party. I haven't done anything with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had. It's ten percent, and I just sent it to the box. I, I try to, I try my hardest to to not. It's like some personal like point of pride not to go through any game with a legendary for whatever stupid reason. No, I, I um, totally get that. <laughs> yeah, but but what happens with me? And this is just a, this isn't specific to the second island, but I have this problem where I kind of I only usually go through the game with five. Because I'm, and part of that's just because I'm so used to doing the HM thing that uh-huh. you just kind of have that slot. So I've ended up now. I'm like training. I've, I've just been had a smeargle hanging out with me. Nice. Uh, just the raise for for shiny hunting later, uh-huh. <laughs> like because I, I think it can you know you can do things with it that make it worth um, you know having around. So it's just chilling. It's there. It knows false swap and recover. Nice. No, that's, that's <laughs> so, smart. I, I do the same thing, right? Like, I, I, I take forever to build a team, but once I finally have some folks that I like, there's always this, like, rotating sixth slot. And mm-hmm. up until I had assembled that Zygarde, um, that 10%, I, it, was the, it was my shiny Doug Trio. Like, my shiny Alolan Doug Trio, which yeah. was there because I felt so obligated to use it. Um, and it just it sat there. I really did almost nothing with it, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I totally know what you mean. That that sixth slot that used to be just for HMs is now just kind of the sixth whatever slot. Or it's the perfect place to put something that I want to evolve, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to put you there, I'm going to put you at the beginning of the battles, and then withdraw you over and over until you evolve. I'm going to throw you back in the box. So um, I totally get that. But um, one thing that that kind of leads into is that in the second island we also get breeding, finally. Which I don't know if either of you do that much, but I... I love uh, spending time with like the daycare centers and the old games and now it's mm-hmm. I don't know what they call it now um, but it's not really playing right off the bat that they're not going to level up your Pokemon they're simply going yeah. to take care of them so that you can um, you know lay eggs and breed and stuff which is because of something later in the game but um, right off the bat I was like pumped I was so excited that we got that yeah I love that that was introduced that quickly because <clears throat> and, and this kind of you, you talked about it not being open-ended, you know, or you, there's still like that linear path you have to take, but they're mm-hmm. also, they do throw things at you. And, and in the late, and as each generation is getting more and more like this, that you can, you can get distracted with stuff really easy and not <laughs> go anywhere. You, you kind of talked about this. Like I spent, mm-hmm. I've not even touched the breeding center yet, but that's usually something as soon as I get to it, I'll start just messing around with. But right next to that, where that happens is where you first encounter Mudbray. <laughs> I spent literally. I've played, I think, thirty-seven hours. Literally, like four hours of that has been shiny hunting for Mudbray, and to, nice. to, to no success yet. But dang, it's <laughs> dang. That's so that uh, kind of stuff is fun. I haven't done any shiny hunting yet, um, but I'm sure I'll get yeah. there eventually. I spent more time over in that area trying to to get that one nature. Finally, I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to find one with a nature, and I'm going to see how it works out. And actually, this game is nice because if you if you look at the summary of a Pokemon, it'll tell you um, mm-hmm. 
what the what the natures mean. Not not straightforwardly, but if you look at mm-hmm. their little stat, whatever it's called, um, you can figure it out, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. So it's a good game for me to try to start figuring that stuff out. But I have a whole box that's nearly full of phantoms because I was trying to find a phantom <laughs> with like a specific <laughs> specific nature, and I just haven't let them all free yet. So nice. That's cool. That, that whole area is really cool. I like that sort of like uh, like farm sort of western looking mm-hmm. area. That was neat. Um, that was cool. And then you meet you meet Gladion and you meet some folks. And I think you get uh, did you get a ride Pokemon in that area? Is that where you get to start? Yeah, you get some Tauros. Yeah. No, no, you get the uh, Stoutland. That's right. That's right. That's right. So you can start yeah. searching for items and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. So um, that was like a cool little area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's much more that you do there, but I liked that area in general. Oh, um, uh, for those who are listening to this, uh, when you go to the breeding center, talk to the guy and he will give you an egg. Yeah, yeah, he will. And it will oh, hatch into an that. Eevee. Yeah, and you'll get, oh. a, you get an Eevee for nothing. Like, he'll just give it to you. Yep. Hmm. Is there any uh, special thing about it? Is it just an Eevee? Is it a preset Eevee. nature or anything? or? Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to check mine, but I don't remember. Um, I can type it in real quick and find out. I know mine is a Sylveon now. I completely I, missed that. Yeah, I don't remember. He, I was, he might have just been sitting inside the inside the breeding center. Yeah, it was the guy behind the counter, I believe. It was just some guy. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's something worth checking out. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've pretty much just done that and then I've started collecting to, to bring back there later. So, um, All right. so that was pretty um, cool. Here we go. The first time you go to the Pokemon nursery in the Pokemon ranch, you will be given an egg. This egg will hatch into the Pokemon Eevee. There's nothing overly special about this Eevee. <laughs> that answers it pretty clearly, I think. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> um, oh, I guess I did, uh... I guess I did a... Uh, what else did I breed? I guess I bred a, a, Mag, a Magby, maybe? Okay. Think. I think that's the only other thing that I've bred so far. So that and uh, the Phantom. And both of those are in my party right now, actually. So it's pretty fun. But, uh, but that's pretty much all that's for. If you, if you don't care about breeding, then this area is not going to matter much to you at all. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I mean, you get pretty... Like, pretty quickly you get into the meat of this island. This island, so like Josh, you were saying, you don't know necessarily when you get into the islands how much you're going to have to do. And this one's mm-hmm. cool because you end up with three trials plus the grand trial. So there's, like, a lot to do on this one that just sort yeah. of, like, uh, reaffirms everything that you learned in the first one, um, which is cool because as you as you play through the game, you realize the first island introduces you to everything. The second island gets you used to everything. The third island is kind of like leading into the bulk of the story, I think. Um, yeah. Because where I left off, like, everything like everything just hit the fan. So um, it's kind of nice the way that they've set them up. So they do have three trials on this island. The first one is Lana's Trial, which is the wishy-washy um, uh, totem area, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, I like these trials a lot because, like we've mentioned, you do different stuff. It's not like you're doing the same thing every time. This one was okay. I don't know how you guys felt about this one. This one took me a couple of times to beat. Yeah, I think it, I think it took me like the third time to try and actually beat it. Specifically, the totem. Yeah, they are harder than I expected. Um, it depends on like who comes out with it because this one, yeah, this one had the Alamola, yeah, uh, partner, and that 
I'm going to be nice here and not swear, but that thing <laughs> was just a pain in the... Oh. Rear. <laughs> yes, yes, rear. It kept healing the wishy-washy in itself, and I'm just like, please, just die already. <laughs> I, at then... that... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, at that point, I uh, the only things that I had really spent a lot of time training were my... I guess at that point, it, it would have been a Brion or however you, I still don't know how to say that Pokemon's name. Po- whatever Poplio's uh, first evolution is called. And yeah. uh, my Charger Bug. Those two were like my big prominent things. So my Charger Bug was probably overpowered for where I was in the game. So that one wasn't too bad. Um, but the Totem Pokemon in general are really, really surprising me. Like I've struggled with at least two of them and been like, oh my gosh, I'm going to actually black out. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I, I got a story for you for the third trial. Uh, but for this one, um, I actually had my Charger Bug and I had my Magnemite. So I had two electric Pokemon, and the wishy-washy in school form just like kept decimating everything. But then once you can finally get it down to that little bit of health and it turns back to normal, like you yeah. can easily defeat it. But it's like you got to get there first. Yeah, it's just it's really it's really surprising. Um, but once you do, I mean, you get the you get the Water Z Crystal, and you start to realize like this is going to be sort of the pattern of things. Um, it's cool because you get to use your your Lapras, you know, to yeah. That's right. Yeah, you also get the Lapras riding Pokemon. The trial, yeah. So it's it's kind of neat. Um, I didn't spend a ton of time in there after the trial, though. I think I might have spent a little time like fishing, but you don't really get a whole yeah. lot. That's the other thing. Fishing in this is really weird. Yeah, how do you feel about it? See, I don't like the fact that you can only fish in designated areas. Mm-hmm. I like to, I miss where you could just fish wherever you wanted. That's one thing I miss. Because in X and Y, they introduced you to chain fishing, which was a great way to get a shiny water Pokemon easily. Mm-hmm. But they kind of just threw that out the window and it's just like, nope, no more. See, I never, I never have liked fishing ever. Not because of just the mechanic, but just because... Those Pokemon, I've I've never, and and it's, maybe it goes back to the Phoebus, how how hard that was to find in the original <laughs> yeah. Grand Sapphire. Yeah, like that left scars on my <laughs> heart. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm I agree with Kyle. I think that that kind of took something away, kind of the the fun of, of of having to, you know, if you do like those 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 fish top, you just lose something. I think. Yeah, if they could make... I don't, I don't know exactly how to d- describe the difference between the two, but if they could make fishing in Pokemon more like fishing in Animal Crossing New Leaf, I would do it constantly. I get yes. lost in fishing in Animal Crossing because yes. it's, it's varied enough and there's reward enough to doing it over and over um, that it, it feels valuable. So I don't know how they would translate that um, into Pokemon, but if they could somehow mimic that feeling or that satisfaction of of fishing from Animal Crossing, I'd, I'd do it a whole lot more. Yeah, but, I like that. I don't know if it would be if you would if you could do it to where, you know, maybe you're not finding rare Pokemon all the time, but maybe you, some treasure comes up or a rare candy or, or just something, some kind of water, something that would make sense to be a nugget, pearl. Yeah. Uh, it just seems, you know, it, for me, a lot of it too is just, every, it seems like every time I fish, there's a magic harp. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see. But I found if you uh, start fishing in like the little bubbling 
mm-hmm. rock area, you have a higher chance of getting some of the more rare Pokemon. So, like, I found a Dratini on the fourth what? island. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beat the game and you'll see. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't understand what you mean by finishing a game. I don't, what is this? <laughs> it's where you come to the conclusion and you are able to uh, just no longer have to stress about your co-host bothering you saying beat the game. Weird. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but um, after that, I mean, the next thing, there's only really one one other thing I think worth note, or you know, that's yeah. noteworthy before the next trial, and that's just the Battle Royal Dome. Um, this, yeah. I think, I, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I was like next to 0% interested in this. Yeah, same here. I think it's a cool concept, but it's kind of poorly half thought out. Yeah. If, if there's a there's a sense to you know, I feel like there where it ends, it kind of ends abruptly. It doesn't like when I first the first time I participated, I was like I'd read the rules, kind of paid attention to what it did, and, and I'm still like confused about what had just happened. Yeah, I think it would be really cool if if it was if you if you did what they did in the trailers and you had four friends who were doing it, then it could be really interesting, and you could almost build up this, uh, you could build up rivalries and strategies and stuff like that, but as a single-player in-game mechanic, it, it really does nothing for me. Yeah, same here. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, if I had friends or if I could get online, then it would be more interesting, but... Friends? Uh, what is this friend <laughs> you speak of? I don't know, I keep hearing the word, and I don't, I don't know what it means. Yeah, so. Friends. Um, <laughs> so then the next trial I thought was really cool. So we had the yeah. water one, and then this is the fire one. And this is uh, Kiawe. I don't know I, I don't know how to say a lot of these names, so yeah. I'm going to be relying on the, the anime. But yeah. um, Kiawe's trial was really cool. It was really easy, but it was a cool idea. Mm-hmm. So before you get to the battle, I love how like they tell you, like, find the difference between the two pictures that they show you. And I love how it goes from, like, the hardest one to, like, super <laughs> yeah. easy. Right, I I was that first photo. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to pay such close attention." And so I stared at that photo for so long, being like, "I'm pretty sure this is the difference, but I'm not positive." I memorized like all their arm movements and everything. And then when they got to the second one, I was like, "Wait, is it as easy as they're making it look?" <laughs> yeah. So the and then like the final one, all the options are literally the same thing. <laughs> Like it doesn't matter which option you choose for which what's different. It they're all the same thing because they just keep describing the totem Pokemon in like a different way. Yeah, it is interesting. These trials do they're they're fun and they're very cool ideas. But I do get the sense that there isn't really a way to lose at them. Um, but I haven't tried on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, like I haven't intentionally tried to lose any of them. But I would wonder if you could. You know. I did get that sense there in the one the, with the with the you know, changing, trying to find the difference. That if you picked wrong, he would just fight anyway. Yeah, you know, so, like I'll have to try that out maybe. But uh, it, it would be interesting to see if you if you could even lose. The battles themselves are legit though, right? So you get to do this fun thing that you're not sure what you're going to have to do, and then you have a, you have a battle. And the totem battles, like we said, are actually really really difficult. This one for me wasn't too bad, just because I did have. Um, Poplio was my starter, so that one was not not a huge deal. Plus, I was training my Doug Trio at the time, so like I was pretty set for this one. It's probably the only one that didn't really give me much trouble. 
Um, but I think if you started with a different team, it, it could be <laughs> a real pain in the butt. See, I had, at the time, I had a bug Pokemon who was weak against it, fire types. Mm-hmm. I had a steel type Pokemon who was weak against fire types. And I had my Litten. And I also had my uh, Picky Peck. Yeah. Or the evolved form of Picky Peck. So I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to fare, but I I just used my uh, Litten and just decimated the whole thing. So it was just like, okay, uh, fire doesn't really hurt me that much, anyways. I got some other moves I can do. So. <laughs> Don't. See, I tore, th- I tore through this trial, yeah. totem, and the, the next one with just Trumbeak because, like I, I, I brought up shiny hunting during that process. I probably gained my whole team probably gained five to to seven levels mm-hmm. just while I was doing that. So I actually ended up being well ahead level wise of where I needed to be nice. when I went through these next two trials. So kind of removed one. some of the danger. That uh, man, I sh- I should have done that because the the third one on the island, which is the uh, the grass based one, Mallow's trial. That one, I was legitimately worried that I was not going to be able to pass that the first time, and I was like, I'm going to black out, and I'm going to have to go back, and I'm going to have to actually. This sounds terrible to say, but I'm going to have to actually train my Pokemon for this <laughs> totem battle, which I normally feel like if because of how slow I play, I don't typically have to train things specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually they're usually good, but that that uh, Lorantis, that huge enormous Lorantis, yeah. really <laughs> gave me a run for my and money. That, that cast form with it, yes, that thing was really. So <clears throat> the Lorantis' attack could just take one turn and be done with you. Yeah, that, it was. I was really surprised. So that one See, was that was cool. Now I didn't have a problem with this because I had a fire type, I had a bug <laughs> type. And I had a flying type, so pretty much I had grass covered and destroyed easily. So right. it only took me one turn. But my roommate, now she, this is where I passed her during our little unspoken competition because <laughs> I, I kid you not, I think she took over 50 times trying to defeat that Lorantis. Jeez. I mean, so, I struggled with it, but didn't she and I start with the same? She started with Poplio too, right? No, she started with Rowlet. Oh, okay. Oh, weird. Yeah. So eventually I was like, look, I'm going to give you a hand. So I sent over my charger bug to her. <laughs> and I did the battling. I'm like, look, let me do the battling. I, I understand how all this works. Just just trust me here. She's like, okay. So I sent over my charger bug. Thankfully, it was still uh, in the level range where it could be uh, understood and it won't like disobey you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then with, like, the rest of her team, cause, like, she had a Growlithe, who was basically the only other thing that could really do any damage to this thing. So between my charge bug and a Growlithe, I think it took me, like, two or three times. But, like, I was like, all right, look, I'm spending your money. I went and bought, like, a couple uh, <laughs> four stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it, it was really uh, – it was good. I mean, I like it, right? It's, it's definitely um, – I, I don't think Sun and Moon is turning out to be, like, an exceptionally difficult game. Game. But I do get when I when I was playing through X and Y, I was like, "This is not hard," you know. Like yeah. very little of what I'm doing in X and Y is giving me a challenge. So I kind of went into this game thinking the same. I was like, "Well, if I just if I follow the story and I play at my pace, I'm not going to really struggle." Um, but the the school form wishy washy was pretty difficult, especially with the Alolomola or Alomomola, whatever the heck. Um, and then Mallow's trial was really difficult too. So it's 
it's cool that these totem Pokemon are giving me <laughs> some anxiety because that's that's yeah. kind of what I, I I miss. And granted, I'm not you know I'm not 10 years old playing these games on my Game Boy Color anymore, so I'm not going to be as bad at them as I was then. I'll be sort of challenged by the game, which I think has been missing uh, for a few generations. So mm-hmm. uh, that's been a nice welcome thing. Yeah. See that now. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to echo the wishy-washy. That's been for me the toughest one up to this point too. The and I had at that time whatever the Dartrix probably, mm-hmm. um, and then I had two electric types, Magneton and, and a Pikachu, um, and and for whatever reason that that battle also was has been the toughest one. I don't know if that. Uh, I, I don't know the the background on wishy-washy that much, but that school form must be just over, you know, just really overstated as far as, you know, what it's capable of doing. Yeah, I don't know. I do think the the two-on-one element of this game has made things a lot more difficult. Uh, yeah. Because, like you were saying, Kyle, that Alomomola kept healing the wishy-washy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I keep running into... Um, they're just wild Pokemon, but if they call for help successfully, frequently enough... Then I'm like, well, darn, this is a thing that shouldn't be a challenge for me, but because they keep calling on another one and another one and another one, especially when I'm trying to catch something, yes. then it's just, it, it kills my team. <laughs> or when you finally, like, knock out the one that's been calling for help and then the one that got called for help, like, the one that the help actually calls for help, I'm like, no! Yeah. That should not be... I, I really don't think the help should be calling for help, in my opinion. I I'm surprised that that you still have to defeat the partner Pokemon to the totem Pokemon once you've beaten the totem Pokemon. Because I typically focus most of my energy on the actual totem. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first one, I was really surprised that I still had to beat the other one. I don't know why. I don't know. I can't necessarily articulate why that's weird to me, but it seems sort of weird to me. Because usually what I just do is I'll beat the totem first, Mm-hmm. Because if you defeat the partner, then the totem will call another partner, and you right. start back from square one. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to defeat the totem first, get that thing out of the way, and then usually the partner's pretty easy. Yeah. But yeah. Now, uh, the grand trial for this island, though, this is the one battle that gave me the most difficulty. And I should have seen this coming because when <laughs> I had planned out my team, it said my biggest weakness was going to be rock. <laughs> and sure enough, this is the rock trial. And I ended up having to go out and training my Magnemite so it would evolve into a Magneton at like level 30. So I had to wait until <laughs> I got there. And then I basically just, just did my best. But even then, I still kept losing quite a few times. So, yeah. This was, this this was is definitely where, where my starter choice paid off for me. <laughs> like, this yeah. one, I, I'm. I didn't know things going into the game. Like I, I just picked one pretty mm-hmm. off the top of my head um, because even I was surprised at the one I picked. But I definitely lucked out on this one. Yeah, between between Dartrix and 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 at that point, I think Trumbeak had a fighting top move that it learned. Um, it, it didn't end up being too big a problem. But mm-hmm. Olivia now, she's pretty smoking. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they do not shy away from it, right? Like this is the game. Yeah. The game is like we're gonna make a hot character. We're gonna know she's hot. She's gonna know she's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of nice that they just threw it in your face. 
I know it's so funny. Um, and it's I actually like I really like the character designs in this game. The characters that we're running into, even though we don't necessarily spend a lot of time getting to know them, they're they're well developed enough that you kind of get a sense of who they are, right? So Kiawe, we don't really we don't interact with him a whole lot, but like you get a sense of who he is. Um, mm-hmm. And Mallow, like we, there's a lot of characters on this second island, um, and they're all different enough that you still feel like you know who they are. So it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the second island a lot. Um, it also it also ends up giving you the opportunity to finally use the Pokepelago because you do get to use the Charizard. Um, and I don't know if you guys use that, but I, I try to do it every time I play um, so that I'm benefiting from that stuff. Um, some of those islands, though, have you guys explored the, the Pokepelago much? I haven't, but my wife has been doing all that stuff. Like she'll She's like you. She'll explore all the other stuff and do this and that. She'll talk to every single person. She'll be like, oh, hey, look what I just got. I'm like, how did you get that so early in the game? She goes, oh, I just talked to this person. I'm like, what? No one talks to these people. Did you get the Pikachu uh, Z-Crystal? Okay, good. <laughs> yes. I've also got the Eevee Z-Crystal as well. Oh, I don't have that one yet. I've but, only developed- Josh, have you... Oh, sorry? Have you have you played around with the Pelago much? Oh yes, that's what I was going to say. I've only I've only developed I think three of the I think there's five options, but but the the berries you talk about something that's gotten a, improved as far as as growing those things. Like before, I would plant stuff and just forget I'd ever even touch, and I'd be just <laughs> strolling through the area and see, oh look at the berries I planted five months ago. Yeah, oh that's and right. This, I mean, and just the, the you know, it, it seems like the more you kind of tend to it, the better it it. it your, your crop turns out. So I just think for the berry mechanic alone, if that's something you're into, the Pelago is, is worth it. Um, but yeah, there's a, it seems like there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. I've not, like I said, I've not developed all the islands, but it seems pretty fun. The one that really surprises me, and I think, I don't know, they must have known what they were doing when they did this, but the Isle Evil Up, which is just level up, <laughs> all the names are dumb. But, um, the Isle of Plenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The the one level or the one island where you you literally just level up your Pokemon, it's like a daycare. Um, it is way more effective than it should be. Way more effective. So, like you used to just leave your Pokemon in the daycare and it would level up, but then you had to pay, you'd have to pay for it by the level. In this one, I was shocked at how easy. I have twelve Pokemon on that island and they all leveled up like multiple levels um, because they were all low leveled to begin with. So I just and that was one time. So I don't know how I'm going to utilize that because I feel like there must be some sort of price to pay for that. But um, I'm just I'm shocked at how easy it is to level things up on that island. I think the biggest thing for the Pelago is is you have that bean thing that can kind of speed things up and it, or improve the quality of whatever you're doing, depending on the island. Yeah. But I think so much of it is just the time investment, right? Yeah. So you, you – I, I think maybe – like a lot, most of the berries, it seems like 24 hours is the standard. So I think pretty much just it's, it's a lot of it's just how much time are you wanting to to dedicate to not having this Pokemon while you wait for it to level up. Yeah, it's I think really that's interesting. so much of it. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess if I think about you know if I played this without going there all the time, it probably would seem like more of a you know you're paying more for it. But I guess because I pop in frequently, it doesn't feel as bad. But um, have you have you um, like have you caught anything on the the bean island the beanstalk one? I don't get how that works because I keep forgetting to okay. check back. 
Yeah, I had so I've had like seven or eight things pop up and say, "Oh, it looks like it might want to stay here um, or join you, uh, come back in a day." And then I've had like two stay. I think one was a Pippapec, which was, eh, you know, I've been raising that. Yeah. Um, but then a Trevenant was the, hmm. the 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 evolved. I think it's the evolved form of Phantom. Yeah. Was the the other one. So that, that was, was really cool. kind of cool. Wow. Um, well, did you have to do anything, or does it just stay? It, it so when it, when it wants to stay, it's like it's got like a hard icon changed from the question mark, mm-hmm. um, and it just says it, it really likes it here. It wants to stay, and so you can you can I think I think it gives you the option to add it to your party or send it to a box. Oh, that's cool because I have uh, I haven't seen anything until today that I didn't already have. But there's like a little pukamuku or whatever <laughs> uh, that little sponge Pokemon in in there right now, and I don't have one of those yet, so I might. Hmm. I might have to set a reminder or something to check that tomorrow, but oh, that that reminds me um, what you said, Josh, about how it asks you if you want to where you want to put the Pokemon. Um, that's actually one of the coolest features I've seen. Oh, heck yeah! Game, where after oh, you capture any Pokemon, it's like, do you want to put this into your party or do you want it to go into your box? And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool! I just caught this Pokemon. Oh no, it's going to the box. Mm-hmm. I don't get to play with it right now. It's so good. So, that's such a great oh, yeah, addition. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think as far as mechanics go, that might be the best addition to the whole game. And it, just to be able to check it, you know, you can see if, if it's holding something, if it's you know what kind mm-hmm. of stats it has. It's that's an incredible, uh, really simple tweak to the formula. But it's yeah. you know, <laughs> it makes a big difference. I think it does. It really does. Um, so I guess after. Island number two, we actually go to, we finally get to see the Ether Paradise place. Yes, which is finally where we start getting into the Ultra Beast stuff mm-hmm. uh, that they revealed like pretty early on in all their news and lead up and build up and stuff for the game. Um, and I, but I didn't know how they played into it, and I they, I thought it was really cool. You're just chilling in the in the Ether Paradise, and all of a sudden, oh, I don't know, a wormhole opens up because. That's what wormholes do. Um, and this thing pops out of it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so we finally get to the Ether Paradise. Uh, we get to meet the founder, who is apparently 40 years old. And <laughs> looks like she's 20, 22, maybe. As all characters in Pokemon do, unless they have baggy eyes. So <laughs> I yeah. don't know why this was such a big deal. <laughs> Uh, but and like you said, we get to meet our first Ultra Beast, which was the jellyfish. But it's mm-hmm. not a water type; it's a rock poison type. Yeah, that really. I didn't know what to do going into this battle because one, I wasn't expecting it, and two, I didn't know what typing it was, and I didn't look it up. So I just kind of was throwing stuff at the wall and hoping that it worked. Um, and uh, luckily, luckily, you don't have to. You don't actually have to beat it you just have to beat it down enough um to get through that part so oh see i didn't even i i it like murdered me yeah (laughs) i had and and i was able to advance and i didn't i didn't do hardly any damage to it because i one i'm this is the first i'd even heard of it being a rock poison top so that's good (laughs) next time (laughs) so i guess it must just be a certain number of turns or something like after it you know, you must only have to battle it for a certain amount of time or, or a certain number of turns or something like that, and then you still advance, uh, which is good. But I, I was surprised. I figured you did more with it. It just kind of, you battle it, and I guess, you know, whether you do well or not, it just goes back to 
the wormhole. So yeah, I must be. I, I might be misremembering, mis- but I don't. I don't recall defeating it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't beat it. I just. Uh, I. I just managed to survive. I mean, it definitely took yeah. out some of my team. Um, I think I got it down to like the yellow, and then it finally was just like, okay, I'm leaving. I was fully intending to try to catch it. I thought that's exactly what was happening, and I was amazed that we were running into it so early because I was like, all right, I gotta like really do some damage here because <laughs> I want to walk away with this thing, um, and then it just poof disappears. So. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And, and what's interesting is since I've only played through the third island, I still don't, I still don't know anything about them. Um, that's really the only taste you get of it in the first three islands. So I still don't really know much of what's going on, which is fun for me, not for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that pretty much closes out the second island. I mean, that's like the last thing you do for the most part. Um, and it's not a very story-driven island. It's probably the only one that I can imagine um, doesn't have a whole lot of story to it because the third one really starts pushing pushing the story forward and the first one is all about the beginning. I have to imagine yeah. the fourth island picks up where the third one left off. So the second one really is just the most kind of like standard portion of the game, I guess, which makes sense. If you look at the trials, there's a water one, a fire one, and a grass one. So no matter what I love that. starter you... Yeah, no matter what starter you picked up, you're going to end up with their, their non-specific Z crystal, right? So like that's pretty cool. Um, and you, no matter what starter you picked, you're going to end up with some sort of challenge um, because of typing and stuff like that. So it's it's a good island. I like it a whole lot. Yeah, same here. Now, do you want to get into Island 3, or do you want to leave it at that for right now? Oh, man, how long have we been talking? A little bit over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we, we, we could, and we could just try to blast through it a little bit faster, but yeah. uh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. We can go into that. Um, island three, Ula Ula Island. Ula Ula. Uh, you get it's there, the and we get to say. meet. <laughs> the hardest one to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we get there, and we get to meet Samson Oak, the cousin to Professor Oak. <laughs> so weird. The Alolan form of Professor Oak. So weird. <laughs> Who, who studies, studies regional, regional variants. Yep, exactly. So the regional variant of Oak studies regional variants. Yes. yes. It seems kind of fitting. Uh, let's see here. So uh, you get to Mount Mokulani and battle with um, Molane, which is Alola's Bill, as you've called it. <laughs> well, like, leading up to meeting Molane... They don't mention Bill until right before you meet him. So, like, yeah. right before you meet Malane, they're like, oh, have you ever heard of this guy from Canto named Bill? <laughs> like, oh, well, actually, Malane does that here. So I'm like, okay, well, this is our, this is Alolan Bill, I guess. Surprised he doesn't just look like Bill. So uh, you get your first uh, challenge, uh, Sophocles' trial uh, with uh, Vicavolt. This one... I gotta say, it was a little weird, because at first I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? I gotta have my sound on? For this I was really surprised at this trial, and this is what made me think that maybe you can't lose. Because there wasn't... I don't recall there being any option to not use audio for this. And there are people who wouldn't be able to do this trial. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me think, like, there's probably no way to fail this trial, because if you can't hear, you can't do this trial. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's so, a great point. 
I hadn't thought that that's the, the first thing that made me think about it. Um, because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out a way to not do the audio thing. And I was looking for clues, like maybe, maybe I'm just not reading his questions right. Or, you know, but, uh, unless there's an option and of course, you know, I, I can hear, so I don't think to do this. There might be setting options at the beginning of the game or something that you look for. And maybe it changes that trial, but, um, I think it I was a cool a trial. It just surprised me. See, I think I actually got a question wrong in one of them, and I think I still just got attacked by the Pokemon. Okay. Mm. Yeah, see, that's yeah. I, that wouldn't surprise me. If you get it right, he just says, like, oh, the door unlocked. Oh, but I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it would make sense that if you got it wrong, then the Pokemon just attacked. I did kind of like the, the cinematic element of it, where yeah. every time you answered a question, you kind of saw that the Pokemon was getting higher and higher up the mountain. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was neat. Yeah, and that was also my first encounter with the Vicavolt, so that was really cool. Because like, I have a Charger Bug, and I'm like, when do I get this Vicavolt? Mm-hmm. You can only get Vicavolt once you get to the Fourth Island. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was it was pretty cool, and I, I it took me probably longer than it should have to realize that that's what was flying up the up the mountain. <laughs> uh, but uh, that was that was really cool. Yeah. That one also gave me trouble. I mean, that one was that one was pretty pretty surprisingly tough, but I also haven't raised anything with uh, electric opponents in mind, so that's more my yeah. fault than anything. Yeah, I handled uh, that one pretty well, just because like, I, I was like, okay, it's an electric and it's a bug, I should be able to do this. Whatever the heck beats my uh, charger bug, I should be good. Right, um, right. But then after you beat the game, after you beat the battle, you get the electric Z-Crystal, and then you also get the steel Z-Crystal. Because Malane uses steel Pokemon... And there's like a small battle before you even get to meet Sophocles, but it's not really, yeah, not really much of anything. And honestly, the Steel Z Crystal is the one I use the most. I gave it to my Magnezone. Oh, I haven't even used it yet. Whoops. Hmm. Otis, I've been really bad about using them in general. (laughs) Like, I think I've attached two. I think my Decidueye. Decidueye, however Mm -hmm. you say his name, Mm -hmm. uh, is holding the, the the starter exclusive one. Uh, uh, Magneton has a the electric one. Okay. Well, speaking of that, you actually do get the starter Z crystal right after that trial. So mm-hmm. well I have done my, with that segment again. I my my Primarina has the water Z crystal, mm-hmm. so I haven't given him. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the uh, Primarium Z or whatever it's called. So I still don't even know what that looks like. Uh, I gave my Doom Kitty the <laughs> uh, its uh, Z Crystal, and it I love it. It's cool because like you expect it to be like a fire type move, and it's actually a dark type move, which is even cooler. Huh. Oh, and the so best part about uh, Z moves, which I found, is the fact that Protect and other moves like it do not work against Z moves. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't even thought of that, but I'm glad that's the case. Yeah, because like, I was battling stuff. They used Protect, and I was like, no, I just wasted the move. <laughs> and, and it still goes through. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. I am very surprised that Z-moves only work on one Pokemon in a one-on-two battle. Yeah. That really surprised me. I don't know. It doesn't matter much, but it surprised me. Especially because they're like literal explosions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but oh, whatever. We pick, you end up picking up these Z crystals like way faster than I thought you would have. 
Um, but okay. I guess if there's going to be 18 of them, they've got to start throwing them at you. So There's three that you have to find on your own that aren't part of the story. Okay, gotcha. It's flying, psychic, and ice. Hmm, interesting. Um, uh, well, I guess you could also count bug as well. Yeah, which, you know, it's, it doesn't really get it's in your face, but it's not really... It's part of the story, like, you, you should be smart enough to know to actually get that bug one. I almost walked away from it, to be totally honest. And I was like, <laughs> wait a second, shiny <laughs> things are good things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do end up getting that one without somebody giving it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fairy, steel, and poison get handed to you. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the second half of this island is actually my favorite part of the game so far. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know why. If you couldn't tell from my all caps uh, in these notes, I got like pumped to get to the Team Skull stuff, but not mm-hmm. before I almost got my butt handed to me by that freaking Mimikyu. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much I struggled with that because I have plenty of stuff in my party that's good against ghost Pokemon. And I just could not understand why it was destroying me. It was so weird because I have, I have my Primarina that knows Psychic, and then I have a bunch of other stuff in my party that is either resistant to or strong against ghost. So when they said it's a ghost trial, I was like, oh, great, like bring it on, no big deal. And then it just like thwomped me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Mm. And it's like such, it's this cute little thing. It's like, oh, hey, I'm a cute little wannabe <laughs> Pikachu. And I'm um, terrifying. This is just like so weird. I did like that trial though, because I like yeah. the, the picture taking and stuff. And that was, that was pretty cool. Because it was also mm-hmm. kind of reminiscent of the, the still scope, right? Like you needed a special equipment to see the ghosts. So that was yeah. kind of cool that they brought that back. Yeah. So that was like actually that. my favorite trial for that reason. I thought that. Just kind of, and it was it's it's it, it plays into that creepy pasta kind of stuff that you know kind of <laughs> surrounds Pokemon a little bit. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. thought that I love the just you know the pictures, like all the little photographs, like you know that are happening in that little room. I thought it was really nice. Uh, it was different from the it was unique from the other trials in that way. Just really mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to Poe Town, which is... Can I just is, say, this is the greatest villain hideout ever. It's oh, so yeah. cool. It's, <laughs> it's weird an and cool. an entire city. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they accomplish something. <laughs> yeah, they really do. And it's weird because Team Skull seems like the biggest joke of a team that we've ever seen in these games. And they've taken over a whole town and just trashed it. And how, br- how brilliant is it that when you go to the Pokemon Center, it's trashed, and you have to pay $10 to heal your Pokemon. I was like, this is a joke, right? Like, I'm not really yeah. going to pay. And you do. And I'm, I obsessively go to Pokemon Centers. Obsessively. Like, I'll be training a Pokemon, and I'll be, like, I don't know, like, in the yellow. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to use items. There's a Pokemon Center right over there. But you had to pay and it wasn't a lot, but it, I was like, well, I should probably be more intentional about going to the Pokemon center because I'm going to have to go through all these, these hoops and stuff. And I'm going to have to pay. Oh, it was, it was so good. That was so, so funny to me. I, I love it. I thought that was so fun. And there are 
Team Skull members everywhere ready to battle you. Like, you can barely take a step without somebody being like, you! And, like, them waving their arms like a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> um, it's, it's so yeah. funny. It is hilarious. And and the, the shady house, that mansion that they're in, is, like, that's really clever. You have to go all over the place. You have to go in all the rooms. I, I just, I thought that was such a good part of the game. How, how many times did it take you before you realized what you had to do with the passwords? Oh, my uh, gosh. Three times. I'm, same. <laughs> I was... I felt so dumb. I was sitting there thinking, like, do I have to use a, a, a move on this guy? Like, do I have to literally literally headbutt him? Because it says you're supposed to butt heads at all opportunities. And I was like, so I'm supposed to headbutt him? Like, I, ugh, I felt so dumb. Yeah, I had to walk back to that clue that tells you, oh, remember, you always have to answer with a hearty no or something. Mm-hmm. And I reread it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I know. I did the same exact thing. I couldn't believe it. But that, that was really clever. That It made me feel like I was playing one of the older games where you really had to pay attention to the things that you were seeing um, in order to get through it. It's, it's one of the things that I appreciated about some of the gyms in Black and White and X and Y. Like when they started bringing back some of the puzzles that you had to do to get to the gym leaders... Um, I was like, yes, thank you for bringing back some of these elements. And I thought that that, that that house and those clues and those passwords was just, that was so funny to me. That was so good. Well, it was fun, too, because that was, you know, I don't know how many more areas there are like this in the game, but up to that point, there hadn't been a really like a dungeon-type place yeah. in the game either. So it was a good spot to finally throw that in there. And it, it's not like the most, uh, you know, huge place in the world but it's it's something that gives you that puzzle element yeah and it's it's one of the few places that i started to feel uh kind of worried about where i was walking into because i didn't know if there was going to be somebody ready to battle me without me being prepared for it you know like you walk into these trailers and these buildings and stuff um and you walk into one of them and some guy is like like who invited you in here and i was like oh gosh crap like what's going to happen um and then he's like, you want to fight? And it was funny. I said yes, and he just didn't care. But I was like, all right, let's do this. We're going, you know. Um, but it, it's just such a cool area. It was a really cool area. So I, I really liked that one. Yeah. Um, afterwards, uh, you finally get to battle the Grand Trial, which is possibly the easiest Grand Trial throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like, one was really easy. I This is my favorite character throughout the entire game. <laughs> Me too. Manu. He's so funny. Just, because of like, Mr. Grumpy Pants or whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Dark types, like I decimated that with just my charger bugs, bug type moves. Yeah. So, but I was just like, really? This is possibly the easiest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. When you knew I was... that. I was just going to say, you know, you, you know that uh, ugly Persian was going to show up in somebody's <laughs> party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing is so stupid. <laughs> Could it at least be, like, really strong if it's going to look so dumb, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, right. I just – and granted, I, I – again, pre-Marina, like, I look, like I really, really it, – it paid off for me to, to make that weird move um, because it, it just, you know, the dark Pokemon stood no chance. But it just – gosh, that Persian is just so dumb-looking. So dumb-looking. I guess the next episode of, of uh, Sun and Moon in Japan, I think, has the, the Alolan Persian – Oh, and it just looks so dumb. <laughs> that is so. Big. I want to hear, hear Meowth's uh, d- analysis of this. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's pretty much the third island uh, to an extent. Um, there's a few more things going on with the third island, but we will get there uh, possibly, probably the next episode when we do the fourth island and possibly post-game, depending on how far Doug has gotten. <laughs> Well, I got like what two weeks to finish the game, or a week and a half, or something. We're, we're good. Well, it's Christmas time, so you got a little bit extra. Aha! <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. There you go. That's my present for you. Well, thank you so much. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> What's the date? Uh, when are we today? recording this? It should this be on the, uh, the notes. <laughs> uh, I should have been paying attention. Hmm. <laughs> maybe we should do something for Christmas. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put together a Christmas contest or something. Yeah. You always do like a gift giving guide thing that Ranger Command Power Hour always does. Yeah, we'll, we'll think so that'd so. be fun. Steal all their ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ideas too. <laughs> um, but yeah, that pretty much Pokemon Survivor. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 the Do social it. dynamics of Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that does pretty much, you know, like you said, that covers pretty much all the second and the third island. There's, there's obviously post game stuff that you know it doesn't open mm-hmm. up until after the fact. But well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. So I did ask question of the episode. What is your favorite Pokemon in Sun and Moon? So uh, we'll read off the answers that everyone gave us. Uh, let's see here. Uchu Carry at Carry Clan said either Decidueye, Salazzle. Or Mudsdale, I'm incredibly indecisive. <laughs> uh, Shukin Shinobi at Shukin Shinobi said, loving the Vicavolt line, and I have to agree with him. It's amazing. See, once I got Vicavolt, it, I kind of dropped it and then just replaced it with something else. Yeah, but you already have that thing in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have any other electric um, Pokemon, so it'll probably stay in my uh, my party. Yeah. Uh, John at the H-list John said... Executor Alola, so Alolan Executor. I uh, I still haven't seen anything with that. I don't think Fourth Island. Okay. Um, let's see. Shorter named Uchi at Anime Redneck ninety six said Firecat. <laughs> I still don't remember his name past Litton, but I can't wait to name him Chase Rice. Doom Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Chris Kringle at Digisect Chris. Alolan Radicate. I expected to dump it in the box by the first town, but turned out to be complete bro throughout the game. <laughs> I like that description. This Alolan Radicate's been a total bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Vince Ariola at Bryce Packard said, to canon because he looks angry. Like someone took their last paper plate at the office and he wants to find out who. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then while we were recording, uh, Luke Early at Undead number nine said, "Sadly, I don't have the game yet or a 3DS, but I've been killing it on Heart Gold for you guys. I yeah. do love the dubbed new Sun and Moon anime, though. Crap, that wasn't the question. LOL. Litten is still my favorite so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Just epic answer. <laughs> That's awesome. Hmm. Uh, what about you, Josh?" My favorite uh, of the new ones is, is Mudbray. It's just so it, it it's so nice to have another horse back in the back in the game, um, and its evolved form is is really nice. It's again, it's kind of slow 
it, it's kind of weird uh, having a, a horse Pokemon that, that's not the fastest thing in the world. <laughs> kind yeah, of. that's really strange. <laughs> well, it's a ground type. Ground types aren't really known to be fast. So. Yeah, I, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm what not sure. You? I'm not really... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it might. It it, it it's probably of the newer Pokemon. It's probably among the slowest I think that have been introduced in the generation. Huh. Hmm. I don't know what my favorite would be. I actually only have two purely Alolan Pokemon in my party. I have two new Alolan Pokemon in my party. I have two Alolan forms, and then I have two that are just from other generations. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do really like the 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 Vicavolt line a lot, um, and I, I'm surprised at how much I like the the Popplio line. Um, but the one thing that's been surprising me, and this isn't you know this isn't a true Alolan Pokemon, but um, I I ended up training a, a Grimer, like an Alolan Grimer, um, and it's a Muck right now, and it's actually probably one of my strongest Pokemon in my party. So. Nice. That's been kind of a big surprise. I definitely would not have been expecting to use that at all. Um, <laughs> nice. I like a lot of their designs more than I like using them, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually was looking at the uh, shiny sprites for some of the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I found out that a normal shiny Grimer is green. <laughs> and so Alolan Grimer is green with a little yellow. Well, shiny oh, Alolan wow. Grimer is purple. Ah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so that's pretty muck. good. Like, shiny Alolan muck. Oh, that looks toxic. Yeah. Hmm. So, my favorite, and you guys haven't seen this one yet because one, it's Sun exclusive, and it's an Ultra Beast. Oh wait, yeah. Which which version are you playing, Josh? I'm. Uh, I, I picked up both, but I, I started with Moon. Uh, the bat okay. looks pretty. Okay. Lunala looks awesome. So. Gotcha. Anyway, sorry, uh, Kyle. No, you know, you're fine. Um, but mine that I've been playing, uh, I replaced my Vicavolt with this Pokemon, and it's Kartana. It's like this Ultra Beast that's like a samurai, mm. but also like an origami samurai-type-looking thing. It, hmm. It's a grass-steel-type, so it's got a major weakness to fire, but oh, that's weird. it is so good. Hmm. Like, I love this thing. It it kicks so much butt. <laughs> it sounds so awesome. Tiny. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see all the, uh, all those, um, like all the Ultra Beasts and stuff. Because I did see briefly what some of the designs were, but I didn't look back at them again. So it'll be interesting to, to see how much my memory actually retained. Yeah, and I can't wait to get into the whole catching the Ultra Beast thing because I got a few gripes with that that I cannot <laughs> wait to discuss. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I believe that's about it for this episode. Uh, unless, Doug, you got something else you want to say? I don't think I have anything else, um, except that it was pointed out to us that we can't say that our podcasts were super effective because apparently there's another podcast that's already doing that. So um, yeah. we, need, we need someone. We just need help. We need someone. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We could. <laughs> But I do think it would be cool uh, to to have something. So we'll we'll keep working on that. But we do. I guess we have to stop uh, stop saying it's super effective. But yeah, maybe maybe this podcast was a critical hit. <laughs> I tell so, you, what, we'll no. take the four best ideas and we will do a little contest on our Twitter account for whoever comes up with something, and we'll 
have everyone vote on it. <laughs> we have all that's sorts what, of contests in the works. Well, First that's what we did with the name. Of, that's what we did with the name for the show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But. We were not even expecting it to be called Victory Road. Nope. I don't even remember what you and I were most in favor of, but uh, this one's pretty good. I like this one a lot. Yeah, me too. Plus, it means we could have sweet uh, opening music. Yes. Yes, it does. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I have anything else. I can't think of anything else, at least. All right. Uh, Josh, any uh, final say? Uh, I'm just so, so thankful that you guys welcomed me into your uh your your little world here. It's my podcasting <laughs> debut. I hope it's uh, I hope it's uh, been not. I hope it's not been not very effective. So. <laughs> nice. It was very effective. Yeah. It's just like, it's not super effective because we can't do that. But <laughs> yes, the typing was, was right. It was moderately effective. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, cool! Look at I didn't even realize this. This came in my uh, my little uh, book. It's got a little type chart. Yeah, I think I got that too. Uh, It's kind of cool. Although they don't, you don't really need it now that it tells you what the type is effective against. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. I don't need to look up typing anymore. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, it's all good. All right, folks, uh, y'all have a good one. Um, we're going to try and maybe get one out before Christmas, but I think it's going to be a little difficult. I mean, I know I'm going to be a little busy, so probably sometime after Christmas. So everyone have a good holiday and possibly a ho- good New Year. Who knows if we'll be back before that or not. And tweet stuff at us. Yes, yes, I know quite a few of you do. Hi, Vince, how's it going? <laughs> Vince. Check out www.4riderradio.com.